Thank the Lord for letting us be in his house again. It's wonderful to be in the Lord's house. And uh, we appreciate everyone that's here. And especially want to say welcome to each visitor that's here. I have one verse of scripture I'd like to share uh, this evening to start with. It's in the book of 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9 and verse 15. And uh, not a very long verse, but uh, I love it. It says, Again, this is 2 Corinthians 9.15. I'll give a moment if you turn into it and let you have a chance to get there. 2 Corinthians 9.15 says, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. And uh, I came across that this week, and I just, it stayed with me. I just love it. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Amen. Let's all stand for a moment of prayer. As we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your unspeakable gift. God, we thank you for letting us be in your house this evening and for each one that's come this way. Uh, God, the happiness and uh, the love and the joy that we could feel even coming in and as we visited and fellowshiped a little bit. Uh, God, thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that atmosphere that you've blessed us with, that you've given us. God, we pray for the service tonight. You just bless us and help us, Lord. Just help us to have a, a Holy Ghost meeting. God, help us to worship you tonight in spirit and in truth. God, we ask you these things and we praise you in Jesus' name and amen. You be seated. I turn the service over to Taylor and the choir. Page 22. Thank you. 
page 276. 276.
this time we'll have the choir come down and turn it over to whoever's open up tonight. Say it's good to be here. Well, I have been going preaching places the past few weeks, and I miss that choir. Well, I love our choir, and I appreciate our choir. It's not everywhere you go. Uh, you have a choir like that. Well, a choir that knows the Lord and sings for Him. That's what matters. But I, I thank God for being here tonight. Thank God for the opportunity. Uh, we'll ask at this time for everybody that's seated to stand. And uh, wonder if anybody have an unspoken prayer request this evening. Hands all over the house. Let's remember those. Anyone with a, a spoken prayer request tonight? Remember that revival in New Haven this weekend. Well, I'd love to hear some good news coming out of that. I hope I hope to make it down there. Uh, maybe if I'm not even there, boy, getting to hear somebody get saved, there's nothing nothing like that, no matter where it's at. So um, well, I'm praying for that revival. Remember Brother David. Anyone else tonight with a spoken prayer request? Some really close friends. Uh, Lord knows all about it, but I'd like for the church to remember them. And uh, I hope you don't mind me saying, I'm sure he's watching, but Jordan starts a new job on Friday, so remember him. Jordan. We pray for our Sunday service. Uh, Brother Mike Jackson is supposed to be with us, be preaching for us, and I'm, I'm real excited about that. So let's really pray for that service. Remember that? tonight. Can't remember that. Yeah. Something about a church that prays for its people. Yeah. Nothing quite like it. Mm -hmm. well, it's, it's good to be here tonight. The Lord's 
here real, real soft and quiet. I, I just, I thank God for being here. Anyone else? Uh, Carl, will you lead us a prayer? this time if anybody would have a, a song or a testimony on their heart. Anyone at all tonight with a song or a testimony? Let's be in prayer for this service. Um, I feel like going any further. Okay. Uh, wasn't much of a choice there. All righty. Uh, well, you pray tonight. Uh, I'll ask again, does anybody at all have a song or testimony? Well, like I said, I, I thank God for being here. And uh, um, I thank God for the opportunity. Oh, let's remember, let's pray for Bo as he comes. There's a ghost, there's a ghost inside of me. Not one of those campfire stories. My papa says he brings us welcome. He leads me through the darkness. He leads me through the unknown. He leads me through my troubles and trials. He leads me through the unknown. Appreciate Bo. Any, anyone else tonight? If not, you, you pray. And uh, I'm going to read in the book of Judges tonight, in the 16th chapter. And. Uh, I had studied on this a while back and kind of got put it on the back burner for me. I'd never really uh, been, I guess, given the permission to use it, I guess you could say. And uh, 
tonight I came, or last night I came back across it, and uh, God started bringing some things back to my memory. And uh, I love this scripture, and it's about Samson, and what, there's a lot to learn from the life of Samson. And I, I say that a lot, uh, and it's mainly because there's a lot to learn from the Bible. There, there, there's enough in every page and every word to look for everybody. But uh, will you pray tonight? I'll try to get this mic on. We'll start in the, the first verse. Uh, I'm sorry. In the, the 16th chapter of the book of Judges. And uh, just to give a little background, when, when Samson was born, he was told that he had great power with God. And uh, um, it was in his, it's strange to say, but it was in his hair. It says his power was kept in his hair. And uh, obviously today, I don't think any power with God is kept in your hair. Uh, but it was a figurative thing there that the Bible, I believe, put in there. Uh, but you pray tonight. In the second verse, it says, And it was told the Gazites, saying, Samson has come hither, and they can pass him in, and laid wait for him all night in the gate of the city, and were quiet all the night, saying, In the morning when it is day, we shall kill him. And Samson lay till midnight, and arose at midnight, and took the doors of the gate of the city, and the two posts, and went away with him, bar and all, and put them upon his shoulders, and carried them up to the top of a hill that is before Hebron. And it came to pass after the, afterward, that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came upon unto her, and said unto her, Entice him, and see wherein his great strength lieth, by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and we will give, give thee, every one of us, eleven hundred pieces of silver. And Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. And Samson said unto her, If they bind me with seven green wisps that were never dried, then shall I be weak and be as another man. And I'm not going to read for, for a few verses, but just to give you what happens. Uh, what happened was here, Samson told her a myth. He, he told her the wrong thing and where his power was. He was trying to avoid telling her where his power was. And then she went on to ask him several more times, Samson, you're making me look like a fool. Where's your power at? And he would tell her, he would tell her a myth again. He'd say, ah, I can't tell you that, but here's this. Maybe if they do this. And finally, he got to the point where he broke down, and he told Delilah, he said, if they cut off my hair, I'll lose my power with God. Well, not my power with God, but he said, if they lose my hair, I'll lose my power. And uh, boy, I, as I began to read that, that just broke my heart. I don't know about you, because I've seen some people of the faith uh, in their life, they've lost their power with God. But then I began to read on a little bit more, and I read about the hope that is for people that lose their power. And uh, as we read on, I want to skip down to the 22nd verse. Listen to this. This is so important. It says, how be it, the hair of his head began to grow again after it was shaven. And so I want to preach this subject tonight, if the Lord will allow me, you can begin to grow again. And boy, as I began to read this, like I said, I began to look at the, the, the first verse, and it said that afterward he came to love a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And I began to look at it and wonder, why in the world are you pointing out the specific place where he went to? And uh, I began to research, and you just pray tonight. I just want to follow the Lord. And, uh, boy, I I'd love to get where the preaching's at tonight, church. I really would. Uh, but I began to look at that, and I began to see, and I looked up, and the word sorek translate to decision. So we can look, and we can see that it can be translated to the valley of decision. And I want to preach it this way tonight. Samson came to a valley of decision in his life where he had to say, God, I'm choosing you, or God, I'm choosing the world. And sad to say, Samson chose Delilah and he chose the world. Amen. My friend, let me encourage you tonight, you ought to choose God. 
The wages of sin is death, my friend, tonight. Sin ain't going to take you nowhere but in a gutter somewhere and destroy your life. My friend, I've tried the road, of, the road of sin and I've found that it's brought me to low places and lonely places. And then I was reminded where I was with God and where I could be. And then I'd look back to God and say, God, I'm sorry I went against you. God, I'm sorry I lost my power with you. Would you please just take me back, God? God, will you take me back to the place where I was? God, I'm sorry I messed up. You see, that's what we need more of today is Christians getting on their knees and saying, God, I'm sorry for the wrong that I've done. Boy, I don't want to be, I want to be humble enough to say, God, I've done wrong in your sight. And God, I want to make it right. Boy, you see, tonight Samson made a wrong decision. And that one wrong decision lost all his power. Yeah. Boy, and let me, not, let me remind you, not Samson was a mighty man. Yeah. Samson had just slain several thousand men. With the power of God, he had just slain thousands of men like it was nothing yeah. because he had God on his side. Boy, and one decision changed everything for him. Yeah. Boy, tonight one decision can change everything for you. Boy, I can remember a time in my life and... Uh, I've told it so many times here and everywhere else. But when I was just in junior high, and it began to fold in front of me opportunity to go and choose the wages of sin. Boy, and I, I'd get out there in junior high, and it wasn't anything much, but it was just like a chain. I'd choose one, and then another would come up, and I'd choose it. And the next thing I knew, next thing I knew, I was out of church. Yeah, come on. Boy, it brings me pain to think yeah. about. I've got remorse over it, you see, tonight. Because yes, I know how bad it was. Boy, but I'd begin to choose that. And the next thing you know, I, I'd be further and further away from God to the point where the church house didn't matter to me and my church friends didn't matter to me no more. Boy, that's a sad place to be. Boy, but I'd begin to choose those routes. And the next thing I knew, I was as far as I'd ever been in my life. Boy, but thanks be unto God, God didn't leave me in that place. Boy, there was one Sunday morning, Terry, you got to preaching and I came not expecting much. I just knew I had to come because mom and dad were making me. And I was sitting right back there, not even really paying attention. All of a sudden, God got my attention and said, son, why in the world are you living the way you're living right now? Boy, and I begin to feel remorseful and say, God, God, I'm so sorry. God, you've been so good to me and look what I've done to you. Boy, my friend, God's been far better to us than we've ever been to him. Boy, but the greatest part about it is I went to walking up that aisle over there and came right up here to an altar of repentance and said, God, I apologize. And then I got up off my knees and said, Church, I apologize. Boy, you know what the church and God did? They said, Welcome back home. They weren't mad at me, but they said, God, I'm glad to see you back in the church house. Boy, I'm glad to see you back serving God and giving your best for Him. Boy, tonight you ought to give your best for Him. He gave the best He had for you. Boy, He gave all that heaven had for you tonight. You ought to give Him everything you've had. Boy, if you're here and you're not living right, quit playing games with God. I've tried it and it don't work. There's pleasure in sin for a season. You see, I was happy for a while in the world and then things got pretty real for me and I realized I wasn't going to make it on my own. Boy, tonight you won't make it on your own, but let us, let us get to this verse. It says, how be it the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. And uh, boy, as I said, I, I began to read this verse and boy, God just blessed me so good. And I began to see myself there. And uh, God took me back to that same spot 
where I had lost all my power with him. Yeah. And uh, I had to come unto him and say, God, I want to start living for you again. And he let me start living for him again. That's that same thing. It's not, it's not the hair, my friend, but it's in your heart when you say, God, I want to begin to grow again. God will let you grow again and get power with him. My friend, it's not in me. It's nothing I could ever do to get power with God. But it's all about him. Boys, I began to read this. I thought about David, and you all know the story where he looked upon Bathsheba and he chose sin there, didn't he? Yeah. Boy, he chose, he chose Bathsheba. He saw her, and David knew that he was supposed to be at war. Yeah. But David said, I'm going to stay at home. I'm going to stay at home, and I'm going to go over there with Bathsheba, and I'm going to do the things I'm not supposed to do. And look where it got him. Yeah. Boy, it got him out of there, and he got to the point he had to have another man ordered to be killed. He sent him out there and knew, and he was going to die. Yeah. Boy, my friend David made a mess. But I love in the book of Psalms, I don't know the exact words, but David came to a breaking point and said, God, God, I've messed up. God, I've done everything wrong that I can do. God, can I start doing right? And God created, he said, create in me a clean heart, oh God. And God created a clean heart in him. Boy, it takes asking God with the whole heart, God, can you create a whole heart in me again? Boy, I thank God for those times in my life when I was wrong and living wrong. And I'd come unto him and say, God, God, can you just create a new heart in me? God, can you spare some forgiveness? Boy, I love this scripture. It says, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Boy, tonight, God's grace is greater than anything you've ever done. I don't care uh, where you've been. When you say, preacher, I'm an outlaw. I've done so many bad things. God don't care. God just wants you to come in tonight, God, and get in. And so that's the message tonight. Boy, I may just get one verse of invitation. And uh, I don't know your heart's not staying with us. Maybe say, preacher, I just I haven't been living terrible, but I'm not giving everything I've got. Come and give everything you've got. Yeah. The first step is coming to this altar and saying, God, I'm sorry for not giving my all to you. Right. And then looking, the, the, the greatest part about that is, is after you make the decision on the altar, the actions you make after ought to equate that decision. Yeah. Boy, my friend, tonight we make decisions on the altar and then turn around and start living the same way we were. It's a bad decision. See, nothing's changed. Boy, but get real with them tonight. Don't play games with them. If you're here and you're out of church, don't just come, but come in your heart and say, God, God, I'm sorry. And say, God, I want to live for you and live for Him. It's doable, not by yourself, but God's hand of grace goes farther than anything else in this world. So sing when you're ready tonight. Come, why don't you? Come, I beg of you tonight. Don't wait. There's too many people dying, lost and bound for hell for you to not be witnessing to them. Boy, you got friends that are lost. Live so you can witness to them. You got family you care about. Live so you can witness to them. Boy, don't ruin your testimony tonight. I thank God for being here. But even at my best, when I'm put to the test, there are times I've let him down. It's a wonder of it all. He good singing, loves good preaching, good spirit. Somebody needs he to come. Loves come. Me just as come I am, and though I fail the
for another song in just a minute uh, good preaching good singing I'm telling you the Lord's here and moving powerful and uh, uh, God bless uh, brother Cooper the preaching and, and cover it so well the bad choices that we make cause us trouble and separate us from God and he made this point and very well taken a lot of times the things that Satan does he'll say this is just a little thing and he'll tell us this won't hurt you there's not much to this it's just little and then you take that choice and get kind of on the wrong track a little farther from God. He'll give you something else. That, well, just a little bit farther won't hurt you and keeps going like that. Every time we make a choice to not obey God, we're getting in trouble. I tried to find a place one time in my life where I could just kind of get in a neutral zone where I wouldn't have to do anything in church, but I wouldn't get in trouble for being out of church. No such place exists. Jesus said, he that's not with me is against me. He said, he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. I'd like to ask you a question tonight. Are you with him or against him? Are you helping together or are you part of the scattering? And Cooper made this real clear. I want to say it again and we'll let him sing. You don't have to be a, an outlaw uh, to be out of fellowship with God. Just making some bad choices, not following the Lord. You don't have to be out doing horrible, ungodly uh, things. Just not following God, not living for him, not doing your part. That separates you from God. If you like that, you need to come and get in. But if, and he covered this too, if you have done some horrible things, God's still able to take care of it. Uh, you can start growing again in the Lord. Boy, what a great text. Somebody needs to come. We'd like to invite you to come pray. We'd like to pray with you while they sing. Please come. Obey the Lord. Please come. Jesus is my high tower. Please He's come. The light in the dark hour. <clears throat> Without him, how could I see? Would you be willing to come to the altar to pray, to make a commitment to follow God, that your testimony might have great power? Would you do that? Come tonight. What a friend is he. Amen. Praise God. Somebody needs to come. You know what? We've all sinned. How do you know, preacher? The Bible told me. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. God knows that. And we know that. Don't let the devil beat you up because you've sinned. Don't let him talk you out of coming to the altar because you've sinned. That's why we need to come to the altar. God loves us. He's a forgiving God. He'll bless us. Obey the Lord. Please let him help you tonight. You can get things fixed up. We're not here to embarrass you or put you on the spot. You don't have to make a speech. You don't have to tell us anything about your sins. But would you just come and pray? Please come. 
Boy, it's good singing. As as listen, stands, listen. He promised he would hold my hand. Amen. He will. Will you let him? He will. Will you let him? God's calling. Somebody's being called. I feel it in my soul. God's giving me a burden. God said, extend that invitation a little bit. Somebody needs to come to me. Would you come right now? Tonight? Come on. Amen. Yeah, amen. Come, please come. When everyone walks out, that's when he That's when he walks in. in. Boy, and he never leaves you alone. Praise God. He's my dearest friend. And he promised he would go with me always, even till the end. Amen. I'm going to need one more song. I just can't stop. I just uh, God's given me another impression. And uh, I want to say this tonight. Praise the Lord. I appreciate God's tender mercies. Bless your heart, sister. You want to pray? All right. Let's, let's pray for her. And that's something. That's okay. You can just sit there. That's fine. Would you have one of the While she prays, well, let, let me say this before you sing. And let's pray with her. I appreciate it. Sister Bonnie, listen, I'll tell you what God's really put on my heart right now. And while we're praying and while they're getting ready to sing, we'll say this real quick. Just making some decisions and changing things in your life is not enough. That needs to be done. But you can change the way you're going in life. You can stop some of the bad things you're doing and it'll make you feel better. But you know what you really have to have to have victory? You have to have Jesus in your soul. Jesus said to Nicodemus in John 3, 3, Verily, verily, that means truly, truly, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So just straightening up and doing right won't get you to heaven. You've got to be born again, and then God will help you do right. Sing when you get ready. I appreciate that move. She's moved real good, real sweet. I'll give her a chance to say something in a minute. Sister Bonnie, I appreciate her. But I still feel in my heart somebody needs to do something. Come get saved or rededicate your life or make a new commitment to the Lord. Join the church. Somebody needs to do something. 
Somebody else still needs to do something. I can feel God calling. And I'm glad I can feel that. Amen. Amen. Would you come? You say, well, it puzzles me. I need to do something. I'm not quite sure why. Well, come and let's pray about it. If you know you need to do something and it's kind of puzzling you, God can straighten out the puzzle. God has it all mapped out. All we need to do is let God take charge and let him lead and let's follow. When we get in trouble is when we try to do the leading. Somebody said, I'm just waiting on God. I'll tell you what I think happens sometimes. There's been times in my life that I said I was waiting on God, but God had already spoke and he was actually waiting on me to respond to his call. Think about that. Let me say that again. Times in my life that I said and I kind of felt like I was waiting on God, but he'd already spoke. He was really waiting on me to respond to his call, his direction, his invitation. Think about that. You might be in that spot. Come and pray. Good job. Good singing. Thank you, sister. We'll just let you say what you feel like. I need to apologize to the church because I don't, I'm not doing what I should do. And I seem like I've drifted away from the Lord. I've lost, I've lost my faith. I need the church's his prayers. I don't get out here and, and do things that I shouldn't do or anything right. like right. that. But right. it seems like I've just drifted away from God. And I need your prayers. Amen. Well, we appreciate you coming and praying. That's a great testimony, and we thank the Lord for you, and we love you. Let's give her some applause. <laughs> Amen. We thank God of you, and we're proud of you. Thank the Lord. Appreciate you. All right. Heart, something you need to do or something you need to say? You want to say anything else, preacher? All right. Sure glad to be here tonight. Good service, good spirit, just a good uplift and good encouragement. You know, God's been doing a lot of that for us, and boy, I praise Him because we need it. Anything else before we come to a close? All right. If not, everybody stand. As we bear his reverence, we're going to solid. Pray dismissal.